0: Welcome to Pablo Torre Finds Out. I am Pablo Torre, and today we're going to find out what this
1: sound is. You did ask me to comment on one of my favorite, favorite topics. Actually, my favorite topic: concha. Right after this ad.
0: You're listening to DraftKings Network. I am uniquely excited for what we're about to do here. Yeah, same. So we have existed here at Pablo Torre finds out, Cortez, for a month now. We f***ing did it.
2: <laughs> All the haters, bro.
0: Our many haters and losers who have said that we could not possibly keep finding out stuff. That's right. Eat it. Eat it, bro. We found out that you have to eat it. Uh, I would not like to eat it. The haters can eat it. Yeah, but the I mean, way you directed that to me, know, is kind sorry, of like you're telling I, I mean, me. I made for the podcast audience. I was directing it at you, um, if you are in fact a loser <laughs> and a and hater. A hater. <laughs> um, but I am mindful of said haters and losers, of which there are many. Not that many, actually. It's disturbingly popular. This show. Um, I'm mindful of what we're doing with this episode because I am concerned that because we're doing, it's not a mailbag. Be very. Very clear. What we're doing here is not a mailbag, but I'm concerned because we're about to take and play voicemails here mm-hmm. that people think that we have found out that we can't keep finding out stuff, and now we're officially just using our beautiful winning listeners as a crutch.
2: Pablo, what you describe sounds to me like a mailbag. It's like, not you, a mailbag. Like, But what are you describing? It sounds like a mailbag.
0: It is a voicemail bag... Five one three eight five Pablo. Look, the background's different on today's show,
2: Um, and in fact, we've been. We how many have we gotten so far, Cortez? Dude, I've sifted through so many, like all of the hundreds of voicemails. Which thank you to everybody. Yes, we greatly appreciate the care and passion. Uh, Hundreds, though, to answer your question, just so many of them, and it's it's been a lot. So I appreciate it.
0: I think we're up to like three hundred. Almost and counting And counting. Please keep calling. five one three eight five pablo yes. But I just want to explain how this is working, right, for us as a show. Like, the way it's working is uh, we have access to all of these voicemails. And in the early setup to just, like, figuring out how are we going to actually uh, pick which ones to answer and investigate, um, our staff noticed that the second voicemail ever left was this one. Hey,
3: Pablo.
4: First time, long time. Just wanted to know if you had any thoughts the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler and Damian Lillard. Just curious. Thank you.
0: This is not a joke. This was actually what you did. Me? Ryan Cortez. This is sad. Legitimately sad. You left this in the time it took (sighs) for this episode to be produced. Your world as Miami Heat Minister of
2: Propaganda fell completely apart. That person that left that voicemail was a different person (laughs) than the person you're speaking to. Adrian Warjanowski is the man behind the
0: news. Uh, Damian Lillard from Portland to Milwaukee. Breaking news on this NFL Sunday in the NBA. The Celtics have acquired Drew Holiday in a trade with the Trailblazers. And in fact, Mm -hmm. we left uh, word with a different person. Who? Well. Go on. We should... We should play the voicemail that they left in response to the voicemail that I just played, which I shared with them. Let me hear it. Hey, Pablo, it's Mike Shore. I've been listening to the Levitard
5: folks talk about Tim Lillard and the heat and Pat Riley and the NBA and a bunch of conspiracy theories. And I'm wondering if you could find something out for me. You know how there is like that uh, cat bacteria that affects the human brain. I think it's called toxoplasmosis or something. It's like a a bacterial infection caused by cats and it gets into people's brains and causes them to have like extreme and very bizarre reactions to things. Can you find out for me whether there isn't a similar situation going on in the city of Miami or the miami dade County area related to the Miami? In other words, is there something leaking out of the heat organization that causes its fans to behave in a way that a person might my behavior is infected with a bacteria from a cat. <laughs> That's what I'd like you to find out for me. And I can't wait to hear the episode.
2: I hate him. I hate him. Uh, response. First of all, I'm very pro writers in the strike, but I will say seeing Mike Schur on the sideline made me like, just pause for a second. <laughs> just, I made you root for… <laughs> well, no, no. I'm still pro-writer. But I'm just saying, just seeing his face upset me so much that I just took a pause and said, am I sure that I'm on the right side of this? <laughs> My response to Mike, sure. Uh, go to hell. Uh, he needs an editor. That's a long voicemail. Way wow. Too long, Have, wasting the editor's
0: editor strike clearly is ongoing is what you're telling it. It's not
2: unlike his shows. Like, it's not as funny as he thinks wow. it is and is long-winded and has some fat on it. <laughs> Um <laughs> That said, though, mm-hmm. um,
0: how are you feeling? Because uh, you're not wearing your usual Miami Heat propaganda all over your body, <laughs> I've noticed.
2: The thing that I feel hardest that is the most unlike the Heat propaganda stuff is that Jimmy Butler's done far more for Pat Riley than Pat Riley's done for Jimmy Butler. Mm. That's what it is. And when the best thing you've given him is like undrafted players that Spoh's developed, that's not good enough. Like, you need to go figure out a way to get Bradley Beal and eat the money, or give up an extra piece and go get it. In the Lillard case, it seems like it wasn't Riley's fault. It seems like Joe Cronin was an but or had the behavior of the, an asshole. The,
0: the guy running the Blazers. The, the
2: GM of the Blazers, Joe Cronin. But uh, I don't think that was Riley's fault, but Riley's not absolved in general from the, the Jimmy Butler era not doing enough for him.
0: So you have landed, just to be very clear about this, you've landed atop the therapy couch of, of being disappointed in Pat Riley for failing Jimmy Butler specifically. Like, the whole magic of Pat Riley, guy who would turn turn a pillowcase full of rings upside down on a table and get whoever he wanted in the NBA. You're saying... You're saying Jimmy Butler should demand a trade is what no, I'm hearing from
2: you. Go to hell. Jimmy Butler deserves better. But it's not as simple as that, right? It's not just Pat Riley's washed. It's a larger thing that's going to piss off David Sampson. Like, Mickey Arison is to blame here for being cheap. This is a plaything. I don't care that... David Sampson would tell you it's a business. Go spend the money. Go eat it and get me Bradley Beal. You could have had him for cheap. You could have kept Tyler Hero and had Bradley Beal. That's a title contender right there. Like, that's a team that anybody's afraid of. They're afraid of him without those guys. So I blame Mickey Arison as much as Pat Riley.
0: So you're blaming the owner of the Heat, Mickey Arison. You're saying, I'm just to translate all of this, what you're saying is that the people who have the cat bacteria in their brains are Mickey Arison and Pat Riley.
2: And not Jimmy Butler and not Duncan Robinson or Eric Spolstra. Not Tyler Hero. By the way, the media and the the fans' reaction Uh, to Tyler Hero is prejudice against a white player. I'll say it. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get out of this topic. What is
0: our next voicemail? Hey, Pablo. Mad Dog dropped his dose
4: on live television. Half a gummy. Can you find out from as many of your colleagues as possible what uh, their THC routine is before they watch sports?
0: Thank you. Yeah, so obviously I investigated this question. Great um, here's, question. here's here's a quote from one of those colleagues that I'll uh, please keep anonymous. Okay. Um, quote: I was high as f- when Damar Hamlin almost died, and that f- me up really badly.
2: Oh my god!
0: I like to get high and watch baseball, but not football. Cannot watch UFC high; it's too much. <laughs> Olympic sports are a blast when you're high. Hockey slash basketball neutral on. I could smoke. I could also not. Soccer is even prettier when I'm high, end quote.
2: Bob Ryan is wildin'.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why he's always tweeting out the letter Q. That's right, that's
2: right. Just
0: Q. Um, that was that was Katie Nolan. Oh,
2: okay, okay. Yeah,
0: figured that's I'd just totally uh, betray her, but hilarious. Um, but here's another friend that I want to put on the record here.
1: Hey, Pablo, Stugats on a mobile phone. First time, long time. Love the show. Love it. Fantastic show, Pablo Torre. Figuring stuff out. It's a little bit wordy, the title, but I do love the show. Uh, I've never listened to the show. Uh, anyway, keep figuring stuff out. Uh, I appreciate it. And while you're at it, figure out when the f- I'm going to get a raise. I mean, seriously. You did ask me to comment on one of my favorite, favorite topics. Actually, my favorite topic: Concha. Oh. <laughs> Right in my wheelhouse A listener of yours Asked for the THC Cannabis consumption habits uh, For people on our staff to, uh, You know, For sporting events Here's what I can tell you If it's a weeknight event If it's a 9 o'clock start or an 8 o'clock start I usually take a gummy 90 minutes before the start of the game And then right at the start of the game Just to make the gummy land perfectly I follow it up right at tip-off with a bong hit, and then everything <laughs> kicks it at once. On Sundays when I'm watching the NFL, no gummies. I just rip bong hits from the second the 1 o'clock game start until the second the Sunday night game is over. <laughs> also all tracks yeah, It's all on
2: brand I, I mean I love him so much None of that is embellished Whatsoever That's just what his life is
0: Correct And, and look for my part um, I'm mostly just getting Lightly stoned And watching like League Pass
2: I coughed during that and that was because of the vapes not because of like sickness. Yeah, so. Cortez uses something. What's it called? What's your device whoa, called? Oh, whoa. Allegedly there's people out back. there who use to- something called an ooze tanker. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's something that people use.
0: It looks like a thing that was um not allowed in the PG in the PG version of an Ninja Turtles movie.
2: That's right. That's right. TSA loves it.
0: Um <laughs> uh What's our next voicemail?
2: Hey, Pablo, what's up,
4: man? This is Steve from Nashville. And I was wondering, I had this burning question, and I, I just i can't get to the bottom of it. Does, does Troy Aikman know that he looks like the what, Jay-Z? Because I feel like he's got to know it. Like when he looks in the mirror. Eh. But anyway, I uh, hope you can get to the bottom of this, man. Thanks and love.
0: So, I love this question because I too have wondered this. And I had the good opportunity, the good fortune, Cortez, to co host PTI last week. Mm. And our guest, and this is just by the grace of God, was none other than White Jay Z himself. <laughs> and so I, of course, shamelessly injected myself into the proceedings to create content for this oh, show. Oh,
2: wow. Okay.
0: Hey, Troy. Can I can I ask yeah. you one weird question before I let you go? Just not for yeah. not for PTI, but so I host this podcast, I find stuff out, and I have one very quick question for you. Are you aware that the internet thinks you look like Jay Z?
1: Yes, I am aware
0: of that. <laughs> 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 the, it, it, a, a white Jay Z. There was a there was a meme that's it still pops up on my feed from time yes. to time. It was some, some game, yeah.
2: And, All and it the looks time, nothing I see like it. it. So I don't, yeah, I don't know what, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, AI is, you know, this, I think this was before everything kind of went AI, but anymore, you, you don't know what's real and what's not. So I don't know if that was actually
1: a, a, a an unedited picture of me, but <laughs> pretty scary.
0: What Troy Aikman said at the end there, that maybe this photo was edited. I mean, look at the photo. We're going to put it on screen here. Cortez. This is this is just that's just white Jay Z.
2: It's it's really incredible. I do want to point out that you were getting paid to do P T I, and you were doing this show instead. <laughs> you
0: realized that, right? You were,
2: you were on the clock for them.
0: Instead is totally inaccurate as the word you do, you just used there. I was doing this show in addition. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> white Jay Z. By the way, it's incredible. Um, it's it, yeah. it's just objectively that's, true. That he thinks something... it's edited.
2: Oh yeah. No, I mean he, no. he doesn't know we'll know what's going on, but that's something the internet's cared about for, for many
0: years. Because Troy Aikman looks like white Jay-Z. Yes. What's the next call? Hey
5: Pablo. Luke from Miami. I was curious, do you know if LeBron James uses Gmail? All right. Let us know. Thank you.
0: It's a great question, right? It's a no, it's a No, not your question is a great question. (laughs) This question is a great question. Because what do these people that we regard as our idols, the people atop Mount Olympus in sports, what do they actually do for the quotidian tasks of their life? Do they use Gmail? Is a great question. And in fact, I know the answer to this question. Do you really? I have done a lot of reporting on this question. I bring you not just the question of does LeBron James use Gmail? But the question of what does the banana boat as a as a unit use for their designated Ooh. email provider? Okay. So LeBron James, I have I have exclusively learned Hotmail does not use Gmail. Okay. Wow. I'm going to give you the four domains actually, Cortez, that the banana boat uses. Okay. Okay. In no particular spe- specified identified way, one of them uses Yahoo. One of them uses Gmail. One of them uses me.com. That's LeBron. One of them has his own domain. <laughs> wow. wow. Who do you think uses Yahoo?
2: Oh. Chris Paul,
0: Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James are the four e- easily candidates. Easily
2: Chris Paul's the one on Yahoo. He's the oldest. <laughs> that's that's a no-brainer. The me the one that's tripping me up is the me and the and the own domain because those are of the same variety. Me first. Uh, Mm. Which I… You know… I associate LeBron. Dwayne's got to be… You know what? I'm going to say Dwayne's got his own domain. LeBron's me.com.
0: Chris Paul… Uses Yahoo. I nailed that. Carmelo Anthony… Obviously uses me.com.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
0: Dwayne Wade uses Gmail. LeBron James has his own domain.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Who are your sources? Uh, next voicemail. Bro, what kind of journalist are you? This is why Ezra was giving you sh** episode. All you
0: gotta know is that it's true. It's anonymously verified and true.
2: Dan Levitard, get rid of your AOL. Pablo, hey. Micah
5: from Cincinnati. Great area code, by the way. Repping the 513. I was listening to Katie Nolan's show the other day, and as a longtime Yankee hater, I wasn't surprised that she dug up information that A-Rod, that... Pre-Madonna, that narcissistic j-lo hate and jerk has a picture of himself as a centaur in his living room please tell me that's true i just have been dying over here thanks
0: so we did a share and tell with katie nolan me and dan did this and we talked about a rod in depth and we talked about how we all want the centaur painting rumor to be true so badly that it is basically just real to us so bad It's incredible. It's one of the greatest details about any athlete in the history of sports. I've
2: thought about this for years. It's been on Twitter for a long time. You can't get better than
0: Alex Rodriguez has a painting of himself as a centaur. (laughs) Self-explanatory. What I have to update on this for the listener and for you is that I have been reporting this story since we did that share and tell. And the research phase of this, like— I want to make clear, um, Madonna has weighed in, I want to be fair to A-Rod and to her, this is what Madonna said on the matter.
2: Okay.
6: That you spent time with athletes before, you're friends with many athletes, Alex
0: Rodriguez being one of them. Is it true that he has an oil painting of himself depicted as a centaur, half man, half horse in his home? Wow.
4: If he does, I haven't seen it.
0: Not a denial. Right. Not a denial. She
2: got bailed out by all the laughter. Like she knew she didn't have to give a real answer there. I agree.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, A-Rod, incidentally, gave a quote. He was at Art Basel like a decade ago in Miami. And this is what he said about this. Okay, on the record. Quote, No, I do not have a painting of my upper body on a minotaur. I don't know where they get that stuff.
2: Well, an important distinction, the word, obviously.
0: Not a denial either. Correct. Correct. Not a denial. Correct. And in fact, what I have been told, Cortez, I have reporting. New reporting. Mm. From someone who would know. Like a a, a good good source. Good
2: source? Okay.
0: That the Centaur painting is actually real. Yo! Actually real. Yo! That's what I've been reliably informed. I'm still reporting this story. I need A-Rod to comment. A-Rod… Please call into to 513-85-PABLO.
2: Call in or you're a coward. I'm proud of you. You continue to break news, man.
0: I I, I could not be prouder of myself.
2: <laughs>
0: for turning a thing that I wanted to be real into via the magic of reporting. Actually into a thing that um, I want to confront Alex
2: Rodriguez about. That's incredible. I want to go tweet it. Half man. Yes.
0: Half horse. <laughs> all amazing. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, do not miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. The first round is over, and the action is really starting to heat up, even though Miami has already been eliminated and the Suns got swept. May have heard of that. And who doesn't have fun betting on one of the stars of the game to get a triple double in this high scoring modern NBA? If you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PABLO. That's code PABLO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And now we get to, I think, the college sports segment of our uh, non mailbag. Show.
2: some a revolutionary show on concept today. Correct.
0: Um, What do we got? Hey, Pablo. Pat from Cleveland here. Do you remember that time when Cardell
3: Jones took a break from his Heisman campaign at Ohio State to go visit a boy in the hospital and then absolutely torched that kid in NCAA 14 while playing himself? And then he tweeted about beating him by 60? Was that just a stunt? Please find out. O-H-I-O.
2: So do you remember Cardale Jones and these and his Twitter legend? I'm certainly old enough to have remembered it,
0: but I don't remember a thing about it. This is a massive blind spot for you. right? Because Cardale Jones, former Ohio State quarterback, of course, um, was famous for a couple of tweets. He famously said separately from this story, quote, Why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come to play school. Classes are pointless. That was Cardale Jones. Great tweet. This one was… My favorite, one of my favorites of all time, because it was February 10th, 2015, and Cardale Jones tweeted a screenshot of an article, and the headline of this article, it said, Cardale Jones visits kid in hospital to play video games, beats him 91 to 35 in NCAA football. And what Cardale Jones tweets as the quote tweet of this is, quote, Man, I wish everyone stopped saying I beat a kid in the hospital 91 to 35. It was 98 to 35. <laughs> Had 91 with 126 left in the fourth.
2: Wow, that is my kind of petty. Yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You would appreciate Cardell Jones.
2: Yeah.
0: But what I found on the published record is that this kid is is real. What's his name? Jared Foley. He was a teen at the time, legitimately very sick. He was in the hospital. Um, that part is is factual. He was born with hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which means, translating this, uh, that he's had more than a half dozen open heart surgeries.
2: My goodness. That's and so, a lot. Yeah. And wow. so
0: what I wanted to know, because I knew nothing else about the details here, like why did Cardale Jones allegedly blow this kid out in NCAA football if that was the context for it? Um, and the story... It turns out, thanks to a Zoom interview we did with Cardale Jones himself, is, is kind of amazing.
3: Jared Foley is a kid that I had the honor to meet when I was in college. um, going through our um, first college football playoff run, getting ready for Alabama. And one of our coaches at the time, he had a prior relationship with the family. So um, he's seen us leaving, we always leaving. And he was like, hey, you, you guys and I are running up here to— um, you know, Children's Hospital with me, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. That's where the Foley um, family connection was introduced. I think up until that point, he was having his third or fourth, or maybe even fifth um, surgery, but you would have never known that. Far as the smile that he kept on his face, far as the spirits, you would have never thought. This kid was going through so much in his life. and has been through so much uh, in his life up until that point. We were just talking and, um, you know, I saw his gaming system and I think it was an Xbox at the time. And I I made a joke to him. I ain't nobody play Xbox, man, whatever, you know, because I'm a PlayStation guy. And I asked asked him what games he got with his favorite game. And he said NCAA. And I kind of made the joke, man, I kicked your butt in that. And, you know, his family was like, oh, are you sure about that? Because he's pretty good. And I'm just listening. I'm like, hey, listen, guys, I'm pretty good at this game. Like, I, I kick my teammates butt all the time. So we popped it in, and I kind of looked over to the family. I'm just looking like, not standing in front of I'm like, You, you guys expect me to let him win? And it was like, oh, no, 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 he, he's really good. So Jerry plays with Georgia. Georgia's his favorite team. And he takes the opening kickoff to the house on me. So his family like, yeah, I told you. I told you he good. And then it, it was so funny because the first quarter was kind of close. And we going back and forth. And He's coming out his shell a little bit, talking a little chum. And then I put myself in as quarterback. So, you know, he had a few big sacks on me and stuff like that. He like, yeah, I'll do that to you in real life. And we're like, we're going at it. So I'm just like, okay. Okay, here we go. We got a game. So, and I just let them have it. And the stat line, the Cardell Jones stat line for myself, putting myself into that game of uh, college football, was had to be one of the best stat lines in all of gaming history. I don't remember it too much by hand, but every touchdown I accounted for passing or rushing, right? And I had at least over 600 yards passing with over about 100 200 yards rushing so it was uh, it was a game for the ages i wish now where you can save video games and save performance on your new uh gen 5 consoles that was back in the day because i still have that thing i did a hundred guys i did a hundred points in a five minute quarters come on that relationship has already evolved so fast in a short period of time By the time that tweet came out, it was all fun and games because I remember him challenging me into uh, playing NHL, and we going back and forth on Twitter. I'm like, Jared, bro, I'm black. I don't play hockey. I definitely don't play hockey video games. And me and Jared and the family has hung out on many different separate occasions. I had Jared over at the house when I had my big 4th of July cookout and fireworks and football games from dinners to lunches to um, I had him and the family up to uh, games where we was playing the Steelers because the family the big Steelers family. You know, I don't, I don't see the 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 heartbreak all the time. I don't see the tears all the time. I don't I don't have to deal with uncomfortable conversations of mom, you know, why am I like this or or the battles they have to deal with, you know, all I see is a big smile. And knowing that I was a part of that big smile, I want to be able to provide that as much as I can. Clearly, hopefully, praying for Jared and his family to get through these health struggles right now. But whenever he's up to it, he know he got my number. He know where I live at. I know where he live at. So if he want to dust off that old Xbox, you know, we find a way to grab a, a old PlayStation and find an NCAA 2014, then he know I'll be ready for it
0: just a postscript on that story uh, Jared Foley's family tells us that he is stable currently which is great news but he has a long road of recovery ahead and so obviously what I love about that is that they're still playing each other
2: it was it was really moving what we just saw and like as someone going into that that didn't know anything, it really changed how I felt about the entire thing about yes. all parties involved.
0: And it made me want to formally invite Cardale Jones and Jared Foley if they're looking for a video game they both can enjoy. We just got a Sega Genesis <laughs> in the studio. We got we got a screen. We we can we can yes. host the next the next rematch that they have.
2: Please come through, guys.
0: Yes. Um, okay. We have another voicemail, I believe.
2: Hey, Pablo, this is Gordon from DC. Can
5: you find out why the hell Stanford changed their mascot to a tree? It's awesome—a tree dancing on the side of the field. But how is that a cardinal, a bird? I'm
0: confused. This is a fair inquiry. That's a great question. I didn't know the answer.
2: Fantastic question.
0: And luckily, we here at Pablo Tori finds out before you.
2: Before, can we just say, like, would you agree? With, that's a stupid-looking tree, right? Stupid.
0: It's it's stupid. I don't know why you hate this tree.
2: It's stupid. It looks like a dumb tree. That's why. So
0: what we did was confront our West Coast Bureau Chief, Rachel Miller Howard, here on staff. Shout out to Rachel. With this allegedly stupid tree. And we asked her, "Um, can you explain this to us? Please. And here's what Rachel, our friend Rachel said.
2: Great producer. Go ahead.
7: Okay. So two things. The first is that the Stanford tree is not the official mascot of the school. It's the mascot of Stanford's wacky marching band. But it does function as the unofficial school mascot. Until 1972, the official Stanford mascot was the Stanford Indian, which was obviously super racist. A group of Native students protested it, and the school ended up dropping it. The tree made its debut in a football field show in 1975 as a spoof. But everybody loved it so much, it became the band's de facto mascot, And that spirit of absurdity and irreverence, cheekiness, are still very much the MO of the Stanford tree. When I talked with last year's tree, I learned about some of the jaw-dropping shenanigans these mischief makers get into. Like, I heard a story about a wannabe tree who cut off their toes to prove their worth, and uh, they didn't get the job. I heard another story about a tree aspirant putting on one of those dog shock collars, and dancing around on all fours, all while eating live fish and drinking his own urine. And he did get the job. Who knows what's fact, what's fiction, but I choose to believe it's all true. The second thing I wanted to tell you is that, yes, Stanford is known as the Cardinal, and it has been since 1981, but it's not actually a bird reference. That's why you don't see a bird flapping around at their halftime shows. Nope, the Stanford Cardinal is a color reference. Their uniforms and flags, all red. So, surprise, there is no official mascot of Stanford. But they've got a foliage garbed maniac and a nice rich hue.
0: Yeah, if you're not going to interview trees, you cannot work on Pablo Torre finds out.
2: When I talked to last year's tree was an underrated <laughs> sentence from that. There was a lot of incredible reporting in that.
0: My favorite sentence, though, was the one about, uh, like, was it a shock collar and, and, like, urine? On all fours. and all fours. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's something you do on regular
0: days. Okay. <laughs> Should we go to break? So that was like the that was a, the popery section of our non mailbag uh, voicemail show.
2: I mean, I would just thank you again to all the callers yes, because there's you. a lot of things. Thank, thank, thank you, thank
0: you, thank you. we cannot do this without you. We need you, we love you. This is a a club that I want everybody to be able to join to plagiarize Tony Kornheiser.
2: Except Ryan Rosillo. Exactly. Except- <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, The Ryan Cortez's band list is not my band
2: list. That's fair, but I, I do not speak for you. <laughs>
0: but, legally speaking, that is important to point out. Um, but there are some voicemails that I think have more depth to them that I want to give more space to, like this one.
7: Hey, Pablo. I'm watching season two of The Bear, and I can't help but think I see your doppelganger in Cousin Richie's episode. Has anyone else told you this, or...? Am I
0: losing my mind? Everybody, everybody keeps telling me this. Mm. And it's legitimately annoying. (laughs) It's in real life. People have stopped me about this. It's on the internet. It's on group chats. So this actor is not just on season two of The Bear, one of the great TV shows ever, in my opinion, The Bear. Um, he's also on Platonic, the popular Apple TV show with Seth Rogen. He's a prominent character on that. Um, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. And yeah. I have Googled him. and I looked him up. You know, I don't know if you have a bizarro, a doppelganger.
2: Why would I have a bizarro? I'm very unique. I'm the minister of hip hop. There aren't two of me.
0: Can we just get an ISO of Ryan Cortez? Yeah. There is nobody else very like this unique. in Not Miami. Yes, thank nope. you. Nope, one of one. Uh, <laughs> that said, that said um, I always get compared to this actor whose name, it turns out, is Andrew Lopez. Mm, okay, okay. And it was, it was time… I felt to fight him to 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 try and ambush him. And so what I did was I never met this guy before in my life. I I invited him here to this table to finally confront Bizarro me and having never met him before, I had no idea what the <laughs> fuck this was going to be like. This is what happened. The problem that I immediately noticed for everyone who's not watching on YouTube is that you Are we, rec- I, are we recording already? Are we? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, the thing that I was noticing as I was listening to you talk just then, mm-hmm. which is already disturbing to me, is that we were unintentionally doing the same thing. <laughs> oh We no, had our dude. hand to our cheek resting on our oh, arm no. across our… We were doing this yeah. unintentionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I need to explain why you and I are doing this. So I have gotten—the last summer, while I've been launching this show, Pablo Torre finds out, I have been simultaneously bombarded by people, and I I just want to read you some of these things that I've gotten, okay? May 26th, I love Pablo Torre in the new Apple show, Platonic. Okay? June 8th, I'm sure you've heard, but the dude Andrew Lopez from Platonic definitely playing you in a movie. June 19th, (laughs) it's a trip. How much Reggie from Platonic looks like Pablo Torre? (laughs) The brother-slash-investor is Sketchy Pablo, right? That's from (laughs) f***ing Mina in a group chat uh, on June 21st. And it goes on here. Why does a diggish investor from Platonic look exactly like Pablo Torre? Are you in the new show on Apple TV? Platonic, you've probably heard this a lot, but started watching Platonic last night. Had to Google the cast of it to see if it was you playing the Reggie character. It was not.
6: But would have been cool if it was. (laughs) You know, I... I can't tell you. So before I was ever on Platonic, I used to tour with Joe Coy, who is another fellow Filipino yeah, legend. legend. Yeah, uh, comedian legend. I hate that we said that at the same time. I know. This is already disturbing. I hate this. I-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> we cannot laugh at the same time. <laughs> I'm also trying to rub my head instinctively and look frustrating myself.
6: This is already... I'm like scared to up this back. So I the first time I get off of stage, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. We were playing a theater. I get off stage, and somebody yells, ESPN, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even go, they don't even say you're funny. They go, ESPN, bro. And this is like in 20, 2018, you must have been doing with your show with Bomani at the time. Yeah, High Noon. Yeah, and we just premiered that year. Bro, I f***ing looked you up, and I <laughs> hated you. I hated you. Because the first thing I saw was that you're hotter than me, hey. and I don't see it. Oh. Do you see it when you when you looked it up when you looked me up? Did you see it?
0: So I I should say that um, it has bothered me mm-hmm. to get compared to you. Yeah, because I thought I was hotter than you. Yeah, it's well, dude. See, and I'm like, really? Like, do we really look that much alike? I've spent an entire life straightening my back,
6: having pride in whatever <laughs> the. <laughs> Going on up here, you know. You know what's really funny though is that you are hotter than me. Uh. You are taller than me. You have better skin than I do. But (laughs) I don't know if that's you. you, phenomenal. Here's the thing that's crazy about it though, bro. They put me on camera as the actor. You are a Hollywood. So this is how Mickey Rourke you, dude. (laughs) I'm, I'm Bizarro you. I love
0: it. So Bizarro me is exactly what I have called you,
6: Um,
0: but this is how this happened, your Hollywood ascent happening in parallel to the construction of the studio and the show invading my phone, is that I get all these platonic texts and I'm like, I haven't seen this (laughs) show, do I really need to watch this show, I (laughs) hate this guy also, I hate this, right, there's so many levels to which I dislike this, (laughs) so same, same again, same, same, but then, one of the shows that I love is The Bear. Yeah, And so I'd watch season one, of course. I'm like, season two, yes, it's my time. Let's go. Pablo (laughs) time. Violet, my three-year-old to sleep. Pablo time. Mm -hmm. In the living room. Watching the bear. My private space where I can just, like, feel things. And season two, episode seven. Episode is titled Forks. Yeah. Okay? And there you are. (laughs) On prestige television. Critically acclaimed. Like, spoiler alert. It's one of my favorite episodes of television ever. Same. As a fan, it's incredible. And you are key to this. And so I watched episode seven of season two of The Bear. You pop up, and immediately, all you can hear in my living room is this f-ing guy, motherfucker. <laughs> and I immediately text my group chat with Mina yeah. and, and, and Alan Yang and Mike Sure, these TV yeah. guys yeah. who've been making fun of me. <laughs> and I'm like, he's fucking everywhere. <laughs> And I wanted to hate this. Yeah. And then those tweets come. And yeah. at that point, I'm just like, okay, this is… We need to… I follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you kindly message me. And this is how this is This is born. But holy sh**,
6: man. Like, I can only imagine what your life has been like. Dude, I, I'm going to derail everything you just did. Because I want to very say, me of you. Dude, you are truly—I was just talking to our mutual friend, Lindsay Adler, last night, who yeah, writes yeah. for the Wall Street Journal. Excellent baseball yeah, writer. Great. And I grew up with her in Iowa, and we were just singing the praises about this new world that we live in of understanding the system and being respectful of the system that we you know, are born into, but then respectfully disrupting. And I think you— when I started to, like, like you know, I, I would hear about you, like, in 2018. I was like, who the f- is this guy? <laughs> He's, I hate this person. Yes. But, bro, you are somebody that is so inspiring to me. Oh, and man. I just—and even seeing this, and you're talking about my right—who cares? Like, I— I care. I, I care. appreciate that I sincerely care. But that's why dude, that's the most masculine quality you can have is that's care. Right. That's I right. Be- you know, I've gone f- that. I've gone from
0: hating you to being
6: aroused dude, by you. thank you. Yes. And therefore myself
0: and I'm like because what a bro, delightful ego
6: loop. Because when you look When you get aroused by me, you're loving yourself, dude. That's all it is. I just want the audience to know we cannot be looking at
0: each
3: other's
6: (laughs) pupils any
0: more
3: intimately from across this table. Okay,
6: uh, even more derailing. Did you also get a weird feeling that when people were comparing us— and I, I'm not a, I'm not one of those guys that race baits, but I was like, is this a weird all-Filipino? Yeah, focusing? yeah, yeah, no
0: doubt. So we should say the obvious here, yeah. which is that you are part-Filipino. Yes. Presenting, though, as Filipino because your other part is?
6: I'm a quarter Korean. A
0: quarter Korean. Yeah. Okay,
6: so what's a full combination then? Let's do the pie chart here. Let's race bait okay. this. Okay, so I'm— a, Okay, my mom is Filipino. Yep. My dad is half-Korean, half-Filipino. Oh, um, so you're three-quarters Filipino. I'm three-quarters okay. Filipino, and I was born and raised in Iowa, and I consider myself— iowan what a, that's what that's a, the thing what a freak what,
0: are you straight filipino i am i am i am one million percent filipino and You went American. to harvard i went
6: to harvard but he looked th- but this part of this thing you 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 just called me a freak and i am telling you you straight up are the white you actually are the whitest filipino in the world you this is the, a problem oh, like, for me which I, it's just fine. So,
0: so I'm sorry. I'm gonna ignore this call. We're gonna. Uh, Who was it? It was God telling me. Are you sure you wanna? Uh, <laughs> you sure you wanna like touch hands? Like light might <laughs> shoot out yeah. of your bodies at this point. So, so. I just need to remark upon the stew that lives inside of us, right? Mm -hmm. Because to be Filipino, when you mention like, I'm a a thousand percent Filipino-American, right? First one in my family born in America, in New York City. Parents came over in the early 80s. My sister was was a baby when they came over. Um, So, yes, I'm, like, a hundred percent Filipino. But inside of that, as you know, your f***ing name is Andrew Lopez, dude! (laughs) I'm, I'm Pablo Torre. Yeah, so the idea that, like, two Asian Americans yeah. cutting it up, yeah. people already are obviously confused.
6: I want you to know I feel chaotic. I, I'm just going to be— I, I took off right before I got in here. Perfect. And I feel, I feel like I'm having a manic episode
0: still Honest, at the same time.
2: Honestly,
6: <laughs> what I have brought you into—
0: Is as manic an episode as I could personally (laughs) bespoke design for you. It's like,
6: hey, come into this room. Inside (laughs) of that room is the bizarro guy from ESPN who you've hated. (laughs) You know, I, okay, I I can't even, I don't even, I can't get my mind right. I have hated you, but I, at some point it must have softened, right? Yes, exactly. And it goes back to exactly what I, why I think you have this mass, the best masculine quality of all time, which is care. And I think, when you surround yourself by, with people who care about you and subsequently you care about them, it, it becomes this very charged environment of uh, truth and honesty hopefully comes out. Hopefully. And a lot of times that looks like hate, but that is ego. That's our ego taking it that way, right? So I think that, that comes back around to my parents growing up in the small town in Iowa were like, you're Andrew Lopez, that's your name, and you're Filipino. So when people would be like, Andrew Lopez, are you a Mexican? What is, what's going on? I would be like, I'm Filipino. This is why. And they were like, cool. And I just saw how fast mm. ignorance turns into knowledge, but it's my responsibility to be able to give that to them. And I think that that taught me how to – uh, you know, go through hardship early, and I and I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the idea of hey, I am these things. I, I contain multitudes. Mm-hmm. I am. I can read as Hispanic, Mexican. I've gotten the same exact thing. My name is fucking Pablo. <laughs> you got Andrew, bro. <laughs> yeah. Think about what's it been like over here Yo, on this side yeah, of the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the third Pablo in my in a lineage of Pablos, wow. right? Mm-hmm. And and you have to explain if you get uh, wanting to explain, like, yeah, by the way, colony of Spain Mm -hmm. that then got occupied by the United States in World War II. We were allies, and they exported basketball and spam. Yeah,
6: yes, Catholicism. Catholicism (laughs)
0: coming from the Spanish Empire, running Mm -hmm. through the Christianity of America. Like, what the Philippines is, is its own. I mean, look, the melting pot idea, right? Like, Truly, the Philippines is indigenous tribes meets China, meets Mm -hmm. Malay, meets Spain, meets America, meets... I mean, they have, what, over 99 different dialects
6: in that country? Yes, the
0: more islands in the Philippines... There are more islands in the Philippines than anywhere else Mm -hmm. on Earth. There are more dialects, it seems. Uh, But somehow we all are really good at karaoke.
6: Yeah, which is the... Okay, the universal language. Singing. Also, all very good at caring. You know what, dude... Actually, so many great nurses obviously yes. like the nursing industry is in- incredibly Filipino. Yes, bro We f-ing
0: rock dude <laughs> Look at us dude. I know but look at this.
6: I'm fatter than you too, bro Oh,
0: I've been I've been I've been uh, not eating that. in preparation for today. dude. you? are like, a I gotta, better looking uh, version. We also have a f- we have a photoshop filter on this side of the screen <laughs> just Like just get bring my cheekbones out. You look good. What, so do, what you do you guys you? think? You Let's take a vote great. Come on!
6: Come Let's go, on! Bro. Let's go, bro. All right, this interview Let's is go. over. <laughs> this interview is f-ing over. Seriously, I'm really— I, I, I know this interview was insane, but I'm telling you, like, I I respect the f*** out of you, and I'm really glad that I know— I really think we'd be friends. I cannot believe that this is the first time we've met each other.
0: In a way that is only <laughs> explained by a cosmic multiverse, it feels like we've known each other for our entire <laughs> lives. Congrats, by the way. Seriously, Likewise. I, this is so sick. Likewise. And
6: I'm telling you, man, I— no one is doing this, and, and I'm excited to see where you continually grow and change. It's going to be awesome.
0: Andrew Lopez, uh,
6: thank you. Thank you, man.
2: I, I do want to bring something up that—shout out to Andrew Lopez. He sat in this chair, and he said something a couple of times about how he feels like you're hotter than he is, and you were eager to bring him in, and you even told him that you felt the same way. You and I used to talk about a man that is now the co-host of El Duncan's oh, no. podcast— I don't know how to pronounce his last name, forgive me, but I believe it's pronounced Jerry Strewski. He's also known by Mina Kimes as Hot Pablo.
0: So, Gary Struski, Forgive me. I believe. Um, Mina branded him Hot Pablo, which is obviously deeply offensive. <laughs> have him in here. Are you going to have him too? He. I, I've been trying to rebrand him as Fake Pablo.
2: <laughs> You're a
0: hater. Um, that dude is too hot to be here, actually.
2: We should put all three.
0: No, actually, you know what? No one is banned on Pablo Torre finds out except for <laughs> Gary Stryski because he is too hot. And I'm uncomfortable that we're showing a photo of him right now, in which that is abundantly clear. His f-ing jawline.
2: I know. What is he doing?
0: Steroids. <laughs> So at the end here, Cortez, as I unstrap our shock collar <laughs> um, and reflect upon what we found out about our listeners, about the club that we've made, joined by all of the people who called in. Uh,
2: what have you? What have you found out? I've learned we have a lot of listeners, and I love them. I get an email notification every time one of you calls. We're closing in on three hundred and five of you. My favorite number, three hundred five. Shout out oh, Miami, Lord.
0: look I I learned of course that I also love all of these people who took the time out of their days to do this sincerely also um, I love some more than others (laughs) like I don't know if I love people um, I don't
2: love Mike sure
0: (laughs) well do you love this guy oh my
2: god I'm an asshole Some would say it's a bad voicemail. Counterpoint could be your voicemail when people call you.
0: Oh, wow. What do you think about that? I think that people would stop calling me, (laughs) which would maybe be a good strategy by me. Um, And yet, I don't think that guy deserves the title of… Worst? Yeah, let's just say worst caller because of this guy. Uh, Can you
4: figure out what Jim Rome is doing? Really like to figure out why the like, dude that birthed all of this argument television was being suppressed. Did you do something bad? Dude, Yo, apparently you didn't switch up the uh voicemail. And sorry about my fourth call, but um thought that you uh could shed some light. Holy shit. completely forgot about what I was gonna say. Yo sorry about that. We find out why, like, are, we find out why Billy Corbin had the greatest Friday of his life. Oh, like that faded. I can't even like this. the last one. I promise. Um, you should just do a show with your parents. Talk about like urology. I know nothing. I have I I don't know why it works. All right. Thanks, brother.
0: Talk to you soon. Peace. That guy called us six times. He left over seven minutes of tape. He's hired. Producer. Good ideas. He's higher. (laughs) Which is hard for this show um, to be. It's a lot of calls, dude. I would say in general, if you want me to do a show with my parents, you're going to have to be a little more sober when you call us. Right. Um, I'll also point out, though, that even if you called us and we didn't play your voicemail on today's show… This does not mean that we're not using it.
2: We got too many to play on just today's show to be honest, and so this is a monthly feature we're going to be doing, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And some of the ones you gave us, the deeper ones, we still need to go into that and do the journalism on those. Some of them I've st- we've started. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're we're we're, good. we're we're appreciative of you helping us do the thing that allegedly cannot be done, which is a perpetual finding out machine.
2: Please and keep calling, man.
0: Keep calling. Yeah. Um, Cortez needs to, I assume, you know, buy another ooze tanker. So
2: allegedly, this great company. Him. Shout out to allegedly ooze. tank all of that ooze. Oh baby, shout out to my lungs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been Pablo Torre finds out, a Meadowlark Media
7: production, and I'll talk to you next time.